The work of this church in the world is realized through the generous financial support of all who call this place home. Along with the gifts and time and talent, ours is a shared ministry. You have a role to play here. Church membership is open to all. For more information, go to uusf.org. So I've been practicing preaching to Eric and Shulee and Reiko and Jonathan all year, and this is a little bit different. Um, to have even a fraction of you in the room is strange and thrilling. Um, and I'm so grateful that we are together in hybrid this week as well, and for all of you joining, joining from home. I love Reverend Nancy Schaefer's poem because I think it offers some welcome complexity to a traditional notion of calling, a different vision than the calling of Moses or Jeremiah or Isaiah come up from flames or shaking the doorposts or booming from the heavens. That vision can feel theologically dissonant for many of us. But even the humbler, quieter version that she offers still begs the question, who or what is calling and for what? I've wrestled with that question myself. Seminary is a, a veritable onslaught of invitations to describe one's sense of calling, one's call to ministry, and while I have written many of those essays over the years, when I sat down to write one sometime last year, what tumbled out surprised me. Because it wasn't a call to ministry, not exactly. It happened in a dog park, in a time in my life when I did not have a dog. It was on a Thursday in the bright Midwestern spring, it was back in my hometown in the fresh aftermath of loss. A friend who I hadn't seen in years showed up unannounced as one does in the week following a death and asked if I would like to go for a walk. I said yes, and so Hannah and I walked together at the nearby dog park. It must have been around four in the afternoon because the sun hung low in the sky and was casting golden light all around us. And when we stopped walking and stood there in the middle of the park and watched as my parents' dog, our pass into the dog park, joined a dozen others and before long, the group was running in huge circles around us furiously, joyfully running, tongues hanging out, paws scraping against the ground, dirt flying up around them, and running so close to us on each loop that we would be compelled to jump back. And then around they'd go again. That was where I heard it. But it wasn't a call to ministry, not exactly. I think that our ideas around calling can get overly attached to a particular type of vocation like ministry or perhaps 
overly attached to vocation in general, and specifically to paid employment. And it shouldn't, I don't think. Because perhaps all of us are called. All are called was the audacious theme of our 2018 General Assembly in Kansas City, Missouri. All are called affirming that in religious community, we support one another in listening to the calls of our lives and in living into them. All are called as in inviting in the unique gifts that are each one of ours, celebrating them growing them. All are called beyond the traditional notions of vocation, called instead to a shared ministry. I have been deeply moved this year by the ways that even in the face of challenges, practical ones, technical ones, and profound ones, the challenges brought by living together in the midst of a time of collective trauma and grief. I have been moved that even through all of that, in spite of all of that, maybe sometimes even because of all of that, that you of this community persist in living out and living into your callings together. You who serve food now in ever more creative ways. You who show up in courageous, consistent witness on our steps. You who listen and love and bear witness in the midst of life's trial and heartbreak. You who steward this institution, inviting others into deeper generosity and deeper relationship. You who recruit and develop leaders. You who tell hard truths and support our growth and transformation. You who take on the necessary work of administration somehow joyfully. You who accompany our children and youth. You who bring us music and beauty. And of course, dear to my heart, all of you who generously mentor and counsel and support your interns. Few, if any, of these callings are lived out alone in congregational life. Rather, they come into being in communities, in groups, both formal and informal. And in the places where we join with others who are living into a similar call, there, I think, lie the seeds of what Paula Cole Jones describes as a community of communities. You may remember this concept from the conversation between Reverend Vanessa and Paula Cole Jones a few weeks ago about the Eighth Principle. And in that conversation and elsewhere in her work, Jones encourages our congregations to embrace an identity, not as a family, but as a community of communities, recognizing that there are multiple lineages and 
paths into each congregation, multiple ways of living into the work of the church, and embracing an honest expression of the pluralism that our pluralistic faith demands. But Paula Cole Jones is clear. These communities cannot be walled off or disconnected from one another. All communities within the community need be embraced for the gifts they bring and bound together in covenant. And I would add, bound together by a deeper calling. A deeper calling that exists in the place where the ministries we share in meet. I think of the image that psychologist Ira Progoff offers. Each of our lives, he suggests, is a, a deep well. A well that through listening and practice we can journey deeper into and a well that at its depth connects to a stream that is the source of all of those wells. And this stream is an essential resource, whether we know it or not, for it feeds and constitutes each well, each life. So living at the depth where that stream is accessible is profoundly clarifying. Deepening that connection to that stream, to that larger calling that undergirds this community of communities, that is the challenge that I offer to you today. And that isn't just about what you do. Nancy Schaefer, a Unitarian Universalist minister, published that poem, Calling, our reading this morning in 2002. Ten years later, writing in the aftermath of a terminal cancer diagnosis, Schaefer, seemingly in dialogue with herself, wrote another poem titled Calling, in which she wrote, her calling has little to do with ministry itself, and everything to do with the sacred. It is not about serving a particular denomination or congregation, but she says, being in the world who I was created to be. Like standing on the stage of the universe and saying yes to God alone. After that, she ends, what possibly can go wrong? This developed notion of calling that Schaefer offers becomes less of a what and more of a how, or even a why. And so it was and is for me. You see, what I heard that afternoon, that Thursday in the dog park was not a call to ministry. In that moment, Life was spread out before me, absolutely, undeniably miraculous. And I knew to my bones that I must say yes. Yes to life, 
yes to the fullest version of what that means for me, yes to living in service of love and all that it requires. Resolve to a yes that was deeper than my words could describe then or now. I was and am changed by that day, and it was not a call to ministry, not specific in next steps or clear in instruction, but one that through winding ways did bring me to seminary and did years later bring me here to you. There was a yes there in the dog park in that moment, but what's more important were the yeses that followed and the yeses still to come through which that larger calling constitutes itself. These capital C callings are hard to articulate and often hard to pin down to a single moment in that way. The stream that undergirds the choices we make, the work we take on, that stream that guides us towards the way we want to be together, to grow and love and meet the ache of our world together. I know that some of you did a giant lift in listening for and putting words to this capital C calling in the mission vision process that culminated last year. And messy as I'm sure it was because these processes always are, the clarity that shows up in that vision and mission statement is laudatory. So real the challenge is of articulating the how and the why of who we are. This vision of yours, of authentic, inclusive community, of nurturing spiritual growth and community care, of accountability to each other and the work of mending our world, it is powerful. There is a yes there in the statement itself, and I have seen some of the subsequent yeses that are faithful to that deeper call. And it has been a privilege to be with you through some of them. The overwhelming affirmation of the eighth principle of Unitarian Universalism last Sunday, the commitment to the work of journeying toward spiritual wholeness, working to build diverse, multicultural, beloved community through our actions, actions that accountably dismantle racism and other oppressions in ourselves and our institutions. This is one of those yeses. And there were others born months ago in a Journey to Wholeness meeting and others over years before in the work that preceded it and others over phone calls and coffee hours these last months. And there are so many yeses yet to be. As you live into the work together and integrate it, into everything this community does. As you live into that vision and mission you've crafted, 
as you make space for many ways in and many ways within. And as you continue to listen to that deeper call that holds all of that together. For we know that we are at our most powerful when we can figure out how to say yes together. When in a sea of thousands of doors, the near infinite places where we could put our collective energy and talent, we learn to listen, whatever that means for each of us, and to listen to each other enough that we might find our way to and through one of them. To climb those stairs and take a deep breath in and push that door open. We have learned that it is not necessary to have all the answers to do that. It's not necessary to know exactly what the work will mean or where it will take us. It's not necessary to have the same answer about where the call is coming from. It's not even necessary to feel comfortable. In fact, much of the time we can be sure it will not be comfortable. But when we are grounded in those moments, in that shared deeper calling, we will know those moments when they hit us. And may we say yes. Yes, indeed. Take it away. You will shout when it hits you. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. You will shout when it hits you. Yes, indeed. When that spirit calls you, you'll shout hallelujah. When it hits you, you'll holler yes indeed yes indeed it comes out when it hits you yes indeed yes indeed it comes out when it hits you yes indeed when that spirit moves you you'll shout let me in there when it hits you you'll holler yes indeed yes indeed you're gonna shout when it hits you, yes indeed, yes indeed. You're gonna shout when it hits you, yes indeed. When that spirit moves you, you'll shout, let me in there. When it hits you, you'll holler, yes indeed, indeed. The spirit will move you, hallelujah, yes indeed. Yes, indeed. The spirit will get you when you holler, yes, indeed. Shake your hands and rise up and holler, hallelujah, yeah. When it hits you, you'll holler, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. The spirit will move you, hallelujah, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. The spirit will get you when you holler, yes, indeed. Clap your hands and rise up and holler, hallelujah, yeah. When it hits you, you'll holler, yes, indeed, hallelujah. You will shout, 
of this church in the world is realized through the generous financial support of all who call this place home. Along with the gifts and time and talent, ours is a shared ministry. You have a role to play here. Church membership is open to all. For more information, go to uusf.org.